Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-Air Madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-Air Brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. So many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the sh- I'm the this talking to me! I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. G'day, mate. It's very, uh, very nice to see you on the old Zoom screen. It's looking fucking weirder and weirder. I've seen you in your car recording. I've seen you in your office. And now, I don't know what seems to be maybe a cave. There seems to be stalactites and... The fuck are you oh, filming? Yes. In? Where are you? <laughs> I came across some of that sound stuff, you know, the wavy foam. Mm. So I've uh, shoved that into a, a box of my bookshelf and I just put my head in that. Man, the the wavy foam. A lot of people talk about it. I work at a uh, at Triple M, which is a commercial radio mm. station, and uh, I've never seen it around. Is it is that what? the is that it's the in... is it in the walls or something? Well, yours would be like your sound studio is full of thick glass and stuff, but you'd have it. You'd have cushions and shit on the ceiling. You have a yeah, look up. A, there's a raised floor, like there's a bouncy yeah. floor. But I've never seen that. That'd do it. I think you've been sucked in, mate. You've got the um, Himalayan salt crystal lamp. Of audio I didn't equipment. fucking buy it. Well, <laughs> given to me by a friend of the show, Osher Ginsberg. Oh, wow. Name drop. Very, very, very keen podcaster. Fuck yeah. But, Hold uh, on. Bang. Name drop. Oh, Get the toy out nice like and it. early. Tax right off, just in case the ATO is <laughs> listening. We're still separate. We're not recording together, obviously, Heggy, due to... Coronavirus. Coronavirus. There we go. How's it going up there, yeah. mate, in sunny Sydney? Oh, it's all right. certainly it's very sunny. Yeah, it's all right. Just been out, uh, you know, out and about. Had a day off work today, which is nice. Took the kids rollerblading in the park. Um, yeah, no, no real news. Same shit. Man, at least yeah. it's sunny, though. Fucking down in yeah. Melbourne. I'll tell you what, when you take gigs and the footy away, this place is a bit shit. Well, I'm only ever there in sort of March, April. It's always been pretty good. Yeah, Except of course, because... Comedy festivals on, people are out and about. There's footy on. There's all sorts of things. You know, it's a happening place. But I might as well be in a just a tiny fucking town that's freezing. Yeah, I make Nothing a I make on. a concerted effort to never go there outside of comedy festival time. But I think it's <laughs> gone all right. Well, you did well. I remember once last year I was away somewhere. I was out of Melbourne, and you came down to do a corporate gig, and you texted me yeah. afterwards saying it was the worst thing ever, and you'd never come back oh. to Melbourne. That's I'm, I'll probably never forget. That's one of the worst nights of my life. One of the I worst. love a shit corporate gig. 
What was bad about like it? Every, every comic's got shit like, corporate gig stories. But... I know. They all do. Every comic thinks they've died, but they fucking haven't. That Absolutely no way anyone has ever gone that bad. It was it was so bad. They hated it. The guy afterwards told me that was too intense. I'm gonna get. I thought I wasn't gonna get paid. It was it was awful. Man, it was I, a bad night. Anyway. I had one a few years ago. Uh, God, it must be five years ago now. For a it was a the opening of a Ford dealership in Sunbury. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, I haven't spoken about it on here, have I? I may no, have call, called no. you after the after the event. Um. I'd just gotten back from Afghanistan, and I've never wanted to go back to a war zone so quickly. They told me... What did they... It was outside, yeah? No, no, no. It was in the showroom, uh, and I got told before, you can say anything, mate. We've, we, we saw you tour show. Love it. Go hard. I turn up. There's kids everywhere. And I found the guy. I'm like, are you sure I, anything goes? He goes, absolutely not. Don't swear. Nothing rude. There's kids here. Yeah, well, fuck, that's pretty much all I, you know... That's all I've got. Yeah. You see what yeah. happens when I try and do a PG style thing. It's called Accidental Heroes. And after episode three, it's been moved again. So. Well, the, the fucking audacity <laughs> of these people, like generally no swear gigs to me, uh, the ones where some guys saying, look, you can say anything, just don't swear. And then they turn around and put their hand yeah. up and go, I thought you, I told you to wait in the car, woman. Yeah. And, um, Shit people. I, I'd have a look at their fucking lives and how they, Act. It's generally in Queensland with your mates. Fuck off. Uh, I found myself Man, in a lot of trouble up there. You're the Queenslander. You're not anymore. I don't know. I uh only only at origin time. <laughs> and when my back's against the wall. Yeah, of course. Um yeah. man, I remember this gig though, so all the kids and everything turn up and then there was a stage and in between the crowd were maybe fifteen, twenty meters away from me, the old comedy moat. You never oh, yeah. want that. And in that moat was a Ford Festiva just turning around. Sick. Well, someone was doing donuts in front of you. Like, yeah, oh, it was, it was doing on, a... on the car DJ deck. Oh, okay. It was turning by itself. No one was in it. No, no one was in it. Oh, great. Kid, kids around. Can't do donuts. Yeah. But yeah, Man. mate, you've really stood true to your words. You came down here. You did that corporate gig late last year. You said you'll never be back. And then, you know, next thing you did, you go to Wuhan, you eat a bat sandwich and bang. Yep. Didn't have to come down. Well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not coming back. I don't know. Wiped it <laughs> off the map. Who knows? But uh, we've got an absolute doozy here. Normally, you bring in the episode and what it's all about, but you know it's going to be an absolute fucking corker when it makes it onto international news. Designer Ralph Lauren's niece arrested for air rage on a flight from Barcelona to New York. Jennifer Lauren's out of control behavior allegedly so severe the plane had to be diverted. Yes, Ralph Lauren's niece wow. kicked off on a flight from Barcelona to New York City. The plane's been diverted. Now, I saw a photo of this woman. I, You know, I don't know if she's maybe trained in martial arts or something, but not a large lady. Like, enough that a few flight attendants could easily tape her to a seat. Like, we've had ones where the old Jetstar handcuffs have been broken out, have held down big blokes. Oh, yeah. Last episode, a rugby team sat on a bloke until he died. You're telling no, me no. you can't stop this they small can, woman? but then, like, Jacob Garcia, he took 10 tasers. He was only a little fella. So, you know, there's no accounting for what's going on in their heads. Um, but, I, I mean, when Ralph Lauren, billionaire and obviously pretty good bloke, um, started You're selling... You're wearing one of his hoodies. Yep. 
fucking grow up. Um, when he started selling neckties in the 60s, I don't think he'd think that his niece would end up being the subject of a low-rent podcast in uh, 2020. But um, Ralph Lauren, for those not in the know, of course, is that stupid horse logo, polo horse logo shit that real estate agent experts wear to rugby corporate boxes, rowing with gathers and inner-city barbecues with the popped collar. Always some some weird colours too. You'll see a lime green shirt and go, who the fuck would wear that out? Oh. And then you see that that horse. Yeah, you see, see men. the horse on it and you go, Like actual, bloke. like men in pink, pink ones. Hmm. On men. You're not a fan? You don't own any pink shirts, Heggy? No, I do not. Oh, wow. You do, I Mate, take it. You've got to get, you've got to get with the times. No, I've got, I've got a, I believe maybe it's a salmon. Would you call it salmon? This is getting worse. I would have stuck with pink. You look like you know what it reminds me of. I, I grew up in Queensland, as you keep trying to fucking remind everybody. Um, Your mates. Yeah. It's like it, when I when I came of age, you go to a Brisbane club or nightclub or a pub or something, and every dick like most of them are wearing that stuff, popped collar, Ralph Lauren, and I, I'd get refused entry generally, just looking normal in a t-shirt and jeans or something. Yeah, no, mate. Yeah, you need a collar. The fuck. I was yeah appalling. To a stage where once well, I had a I had a t I had a collared shirt and it's one part of town you had to had to have a collar another part of town you weren't allowed to have a collar it's like fuck what if you want to do both like you want to meet people in both so I had a t shirt tuxedo t shirt well no I had a collared yeah. shirt and I I scissored off the collar and sewed a zip on so I had a zip on zip off collar oh, yes and like mate that's a... yeah you think they'd appreciate that. They ended up telling me to fuck off. Well, I walked up to a walked up to a bouncer. This is just when t-shirts were becoming, I don't know, acceptable in Queensland. But um, walked up to a bouncer. How old are you? What's that? <laughs> I thought you were going to say when t-shirts became a thing. Oh man, the farmer in the city looks quite rife up there. They fucking love that. They go to yeah. the Ecker and the the cows and shit and their checkered shirts and their moleskins and the. Uh- the hanging out. RM Williams. Fucking, yeah, the RMs, that, that belt, the plaited belt that hangs down a bit. They just, they all look the same. They're yeah. still the same whenever you go up there. The, um, Mate, you taught, you taught me something a couple of years ago about Queensland that I had, the ball, what are the balls called? What do you mean, what ball? Oh, BNA, not BNS B, ball. What are they? BNS ball. Yeah, bachelor, bachelors and spinsters. Fucking wild time. I'm, I'm surprised that right. wasn't an Australia-wide thing, but I'm not. I mean, I just assumed it was growing up. They're fucking disgusting. I don't think... Yeah, I don't know how, if they have them anymore. What, what age people are going there? What type of people? Yeah, what type? What age group? Oh, young. Like 18 through to okay. 30. But then you get a few toolies and shit after that. But yeah, just gross. Just like summer nats in mud. Um, places like, you know, Toowoomba. What cars there? Oh, yeah, you camp there. Oh, Jesus. It's great. Right, a Melbourne bachelor and a Queensland bachelor are two very different things. Melbourne bachelor, it's generally is on the front of Vogue Australia, having an espresso in a penthouse. Fucking flexing. Not doing fucking burnouts in the woods. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if I can get behind either <laughs> version of bachelor. Really. I don't fucking trust them. Um, bit of interesting trivia about uh, Ralph Lauren. David Lauren, right? Ralph's son and the vice president Ooh. of Ralph Lauren, yep. married a socialite. That's a fucking job. And uh, her name was Lauren Bell, making her Lauren Lauren. 
No. Yeah. Pretty good. Doesn't have it. Seems like yeah, that's the that's the uh, that's the cheap version. Lauren Lauren is that the Ralph Lauren? Oh, it's terrible. It's Lauren like... Lauren or Lauren Lauren? Lauren Lauren is. <laughs> oh, the both. Yeah. If I if I was young and I met a, a woman who was perfect and her first name was Heggy, I don't think I could marry her. Just despite the no. inevitable and permanent laugh you'd get, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> you just go, nah, sorry. It's, there's got to be other fish in the sea. I'm not fucking doing that. Crazy. Um, you think the socialite would have enough cash to just change that name? You yeah. could do anything but keep that, wouldn't you? People are funny with their fucking names, aren't they? Um, well, when people do think of Jennifer Lauren, Loren, um, Ralph, most of them think, "Oh, that's Ralph's niece." Like, to, in fact, she probably just answers the question, "What's your name?" With, "I'm Ralph's niece," but easy, not me. I'm a bit more open-minded than that, obviously, and I. When I sort of think of Jennifer Loren, I think author. In the same way that in the same way that rich kids make for superb comedians, they also make great writers. They've just got so much to say. Jennifer, yeah, as you've probably known, she's penned a memoir at the age of thirty. It's nice to look back over a lifetime of achievement and um, yeah, see what's happened there. Do you know what the book's about? Well, I assume is it just her getting given money and what she does with it? No, no, no it's far more deep than that. Celebrities are philosophers what? now. It's um, The book's called Homesick, and it charts her personal journey through an eating disorder. While I can't speak for the, you know, for the likes of Nicholas Jeffrey Cody, I, for one, I'm not going to sit here and condone anorexia. But um, <laughs> the, this, this courageous odyssey catalogued in the book <laughs> includes yeah. how to overcome such maladies, including, but not limited to, a six-week stay in Canyon Ranch wellness retreat and popping over to Brazil to visit a faith healer, among other known cures for genuine health issues, such as astrology, acupuncture, and herbalists. What do you make of that? Eating disorder, I think you'd classify what I did to myself over Easter running into my birthday as an eating disorder. I'm not going to write a book about it, though. That's... I did send some photos of my shits to my friends. But... That's the other way around. Is, that, is it called an eating disorder if it's, a glut... if it's the other way around? Gluttony one? Is that an eating disorder? Yeah, it would be. Surely in 2020. I thought eating disorders is... were just a starving one. I, I had no idea that being a pig was an eating disorder. Just fucking good old-fashioned greed. Well, I remember my, my ex-girlfriend was a nurse, and I remember once she said, if you keep eating that amount of lollies, you'll end up with diabetes. And I said, the good one or the bad one? She yeah. got annoyed. She said, there is no good diabetes. And I yes, said, I is. believe there's one. My mate's uncle's got where he just occasionally has to eat a bag of fucking snakes. At two oh, in the afternoon. That sounds a, like a pretty good disease. Well, that's the one where you, you have to shove a needle in your guts and stuff. Arguably, to me, the bad mm. one. The one you're talking about, eating too much lollies and having too much beer, that's Larrikin's disease. That's a good one. <laughs> no, but I think they make you stop eating. They make you stop eating snacks once you have Larrikin's disease. Oh, okay. Right. Oh. Not that larrikins listen to doctor's orders. Nah, larrikinism gets you out of a lot of stuff. But, I mean, the, the sort of cures she's found for an eating disorder, superb. I mean, as you'd all be aware, you hire a shaman to tell a disease to fuck off. <laughs> Good luck surviving that, cancer, or whatever you've got. So, By the way, I love, I've, I've got a few mates that have, could almost be removed uh, from the friendship circle just because they keep bringing up wanting to go and do ayahuasca in Peru or something. You've yeah, always right. got to go somewhere. I yeah. said, if, if it's so good, 
surely you can just do it here. You know what I mean? Just do it in your backyard. Oh, you don't have to go. You don't see a lot of people finding their spirituality in the suburbs of Sydney. Surely, if it's spiritual, yeah. it's fucking everywhere. I don't have to go to Bali for some retreat yeah. in the hinterland. That's and how get spirits work. Buggered in my sleep just to find my spiritual side. Fuck off. <laughs> Do it right here. Yeah, I'm obsessed with this. And they always, like, I've had a mate that's done it. He said, man, you wouldn't even, God, it just opened everything up. It made me realize that, you know, friends and family are the most important thing. Well, I could have told you that, you fucking idiot. Give me 50 bucks. Oh, billionaires always say that the simple things in life are often the best and the, the best things in life are free and stuff like that. Stopping short of giving all that money away. Yeah. They, uh, they often find that that's the way of life. Um, Jennifer, though, she lives, uh, she lives in a mansion on the Upper East Side of New York City. But oh, I've got to hear this story. Yeah. She, she's been known to chillax, in uh, inverted commas, I assume they're her words, in Santa Fe, New Mexico for periods of time especially those periods where she describes her family name as an albatross around my neck. So nice oh. to get away a little bit. Yeah, Santa, shame. Oh, Santa Fe. That, that family name's ca- causing me so many problems. Unless, of course, it's on this Amex black card. Oh. And it's really fucking good to have Lorraine at the end. Yeah, good. It gets you with Anne out of trouble, that stuff, from what I can see. Santa Fe, though, that's, that's the location she has used as an inspiration for her bohemian-influenced jewellery line sold in all good Ralph Lauren stores. And by, he, by bohemian, of course, I mean sweatshop production costs uh, and values with the Saks Fifth <laughs> Avenue fucking price tag. Just another one of those monetizing hippie culture things that people oh, do. Yeah. I Isn't fucking it? love it. <laughs> oh, fuck her. I think... Well, um, we're all right. No, you know what? We haven't even really gotten into this story yet. You've already... There is something though. It was like the pervert last week. Uh, sorry, the pervert a couple of weeks ago, and then you know, a rich person this way. If there, if there's, if there's something with them like that, you can fucking really dig in. I must oh. say, they are my favourite subjects. Yeah, for because sure. if it's a regular person, and then you find out they've got an eating disorder, or they're, you, you go, oh fuck, that's, oh, I'm sorry to hear. You hear yeah. Loren, you go, fuck you. Absolutely. This um, her jewellery begins at a paltry three hundred and fifty bucks. For a necklace and goes up mm. goes up to five thousand dollars for a bohemian necklace, probably bespoke as well. I assume, yeah, like a lot of big corporations oh. now. <laughs> bespoke, rich, rich people's descendants though they're fucking ticking time bombs though. And this was a good one to see go off in a plane. Very rarely does it work out well. I don't know, like Bill Ga- Bill Gates must have, he's got a couple kids surely. Yeah, I would think so. But how? How many removed? Uh, I would assume they just removed? fly private. Oh, maybe. And have tantrums all you like up there. Um, they're not. They're not going to inherit inherit much of his cash, though. No, just a few hundred mil. His first each. article. Yeah, he's got three kids, but how far down the line is it? Grandchildren, great grandchildren, where we get to do a mid-flight brawl about him? Because it will happen. Oh, you can't man. be around that much money and not end up a partial cunt. No, there's some coming up in a couple of weeks. I've already uh, already kicked it off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> earmarked it. Beautiful. Yeah, oh, it's earmarked for success. But the incident, you got uh, you, you across what's happened here? She, it was two hours, Peggy, in that beautiful two to three Classic. hour window. Classic. Yeah. Into, 
into the transatlantic flight. Remember, it is originally going Barcelona to New York City. Visiting uh, friends. Two hours into the transit. For uh, Christmas and New Year's, don't forget, in uh, Barcelona over there. And um, Ah, okay. Do you know what well, seat she found herself on? No. 21G. Billionaires' kids don't often find themselves back there, and that is part of the fucking problem. The upper classes don't don't really like having to mix with the regular filth in economy. I assume on this flight, though, Heggy, I don't want to be a plane nerd about this, but this sort of plane, I reckon, would have first-class business class economy. Mm. 21, you might be in business, but no. No. Business, Business seats... They still occasionally give it a G and an H just to, you know, make them feel oh, like they've Yeah, I've walked past that before, but no, she's not. She found herself in economy, uh, separated Ooh, from her friend who was up in first class, which has got to be pretty jarring for these people. Oh, that's, a, that's like... Who was her friend's uncle? Oh. Fuck. That's like us getting beaten up and not eating for a few days, one of these people not being allowed into first class when their friend is... That would be... And then a crew member did spot her weeping in frustration because her seat would not recline. Yeah. I can't believe it. Taken almost 20 minutes into this podcast, I fucking turned around. I'm on her side, Higgy. Oh, uh, I don't what know. What has she done? I mean, this is a, non, a non-reclining <laughs> seat is something that a member of the lower classes might roll off as a regular annoyance. But uh, she was, her friend was in first class, so she's already pissed off. And this is the yeah. last straw. I mean, you could just fucking... Ask for another seat, deal with it. Yeah. It's not that far. I don't know, but probably not. Eight hours. Eight hours with a non-reclining seat, Heggy? Sure. Done it. I mean, whatever. Yeah. It's, um, man. You're better, you're better what, than most. What do you do? What What would you do? Plane's full. Your I seat doesn't I've, recline. I would, ask, I would ask to change seats. Yes. That would be the reasonable thing yeah. to do, and probably politely, knowing your upbringing. Or if... Or if the flight was full, I would ask for a discount on the Sky Mall magazine, and I'd I'd buy a watch with a plane on it for three hundred dollars. Would <laughs> would you? I'll tell you one thing: you might do is if cabin crew member Constance Topping found you weeping in frustration mm-hmm. in your seat, would you? Yeah. And she was trying to calm you down. Would you reply with "Get the fuck out of my face, you fucking ugly blonde bitch"? Yeah. <laughs> not the good. best start is it nah. so good that that's made that even made the news heggy but of course the news can't they can't say all of that and it somehow made it better calling one of them a fat ugly unhappy blonde expletive <laughs> very good <laughs> the readers had to say expletive at the end yeah just beep it oh yeah because it sounds like she's re- she's just pulled up early yeah. you fucking fat blonde expletive yeah it's great <laughs> Well, that wasn't even Constance Topping. She's, um, she's repeated some of her old material. She called Constance, you fucking ugly blonde bitch. Jenny Simpson, cabin supervisor, has entered the fray, and she was met with, you're yep. a fat, ugly, unhappy blonde bitch. So she's p- perceptive enough to know the difference. Jenny. Yeah. Loren. And um, straight after that, she's... Uh, and I, don't, don't throw stones in glass houses. Yelling, yelling unhappy bitch... At people because your seat doesn't recline. That oh, oh yeah. pot in the kettle, you know. Well, yeah. The rich don't really look at themselves that way. Um so straight after this, Jenny's cruised up to first class, 
then, which was, you know, her spiritual home. And she shoved a crew member into the, into the wall, into the, they said the interior of the fuselage, which is a word denoting a level of seriousness. Yelled someone against the wall, we, th- we just have a laugh. Fuselage, this is fucking yeah. serious. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I think in first class, you might get a few of those, depending on who you fly with. They give you a little coupon at any time. Feel free to redeem one of these and just grab one of our crew members by the throat. Yeah. Slam them into a wall. Oh, that'd be great. Is that in the little menu? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you, get, <laughs> you get your moist towel, you wipe your face off with that, then they hand you some little gloves, you get to work. Oh, that'd be, that'd be sick. If that, if, <laughs> like, I'd, I'd nearly pay for that. You know who else has entered in, right? There's a curious pilot who's come to investigate the ruckus and perhaps lend an air of authority to the situation. Jenny's yelled, you're an asshole." I mean, honestly, where do the upper classes learn this level level of vulgarity? I don't know. They're certainly not at school. Um, and this proved this proved too much, and he's diverted the plane. Oh, just for that? Well, yeah. I guess there was a few other things, but well, there's a, there's some uh, physical assault leading up to it. But he's diverted the plane four hundred miles and forty three thousand dollars to guess where? Oh, I know where. Go on. The the land of my mates. Yes. A fucking sunny island. Shannon Island, a regular drop-off point for air rages as it's the only stop-off between Europe and America. Um, I mean, even when a troublesome incident clearly doesn't involve the Irish, it just fucking finds them. And you know what, Heggy? They have been brought up so much on this show. In a short nine episodes, they've been mentioned so many times. Me being a Cody, uh, Kilkenny is the home of the Cody's. They are, as you say, my mates. So I've gone ahead and uh, just because we are covering Ireland, I've gone ahead and gotten their national anthem. The Irish national anthem. <laughs> Dropkick <got> Murphys. Drop <laughs> I'm, sh- <laughs> I'm shipping up to Boston, or in this case, I'm being diverted to Shannon. That's it. What a, cool. how many, what a belter. How many people's skulls are being cracked to that song, do you reckon? Or steel caps? <laughs> Pretty good Man, song. You've got to see you've, you've got to see the music video. It's got over a hundred million views. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's the guys almost getting it it's about them getting in a fight. Yeah. In Boston. Yeah. It's great. But it's musos, so it's not really Just a few slaps and kicks I mean. and stuff, yeah. yeah. Um so <laughs> so not quite scary. This is this is one another one of those situations where booze has played a part. Um, yeah. Jenny said she There's had a few things. she had one bloody Mary, so Ooh. fucking strong one. Um, <laughs> I I don't know how you go with this, but I personally attribute two point five times what people say they've had to drink, and then round it up to the nearest whole figure just to get a more honest, yeah. a little closer to the truth when people are talking yeah. about how so much you- they've had to drink. So you reckon three Bloody Marys and they were strong ones? Oh, fuck it. I mean, she changed her tune soon after that and gone from one Bloody Mary to admitting she had had three drinks. Eight. There you go. (laughs) Plus. Um, Yeah, go on. Yeah. Are you going to bring up the medication? Medication? In a second. Pre that, she was also fatigued. (laughs) And uh, don't the rich and famous suffer from tiredness more than the rest of us? I mean, a lot of them. 
they, they get so tired, they end up blurting out some uncharacteristic <laughs> racism. That's how fucking tired they get. <laughs> I get tired and go to sleep. Man. These ones, they get yeah. tired and fucking go crazy. But um, yeah, yeah the prescription After a long drugs, day's work and dealing with my 19-month-old son running around the place, and I'm just fucking knackered, my first thought is I've got to get on a plane and fight someone. I am oh, yeah. so sleepy. Yeah. I mean, we all get a bit grumpy, but this is kicking off. Like, it's, you know, brings out some, some of the worst in them. But she was on and prescription drugs. Again, Heggy. Yeah, and again, the prescription drugs, before we get into it, she was on Bloody Mary's. Yep. Vodka, as I brought up last week. Vodka, no good, because vodka, you light on your toes. At least with beer, you're bloating as you go along. Yep. Or if you're on the bourbon and Cokes, you, your teeth are a bit furry. You go, fuck, I've had too much sugar. There are things that will tell you you've had too much. But yeah. vodka, no good. Especially no. when you pour it into a small, rich woman. Oh, yeah, there's no there's no telling. Like it's, yeah, it does creep up. Next thing you know, you're in handcuffs in a foreign land. Um, <laughs> but she was on prescription drugs to manage her health issues, such as anxiety and bipolar. And I read that and thought, here we fucking go. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't take prescription drugs, easy for me to say. never really had the time. I'm pretty busy. But I'm constantly amazed <laughs> that drug companies continue yeah. to neglect put, to put warnings on their packaging, just saying, yeah, look, just don't drink out. alcohol with this stuff, especially if you're getting on a plane. They never say that. It's really irresponsible for big pharma <laughs> not to put signage on their stuff saying don't drink heaps of alcohol while you're taking these. What the fuck's happened there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why isn't as soon as you open it, in uh, big bold letters that written anywhere or even sometimes on a sticker on the actual box. Yeah. Do not I'm... consume alcohol while using these pills. Well, that's, that's one of the worst yeah. things to me. It's a really irresponsible. It's a real shame. We've got to protect it's a real shame. the public. Um, the lawyer, the lawyer's quote was, and I love this, uh, she found the combination of drinks, the altitude and medication made her act completely out of character. Uh, and... Uh, Wow, just saying the drinks and the medication, that does tend to happen. Mixing those three things will make you act out of character. I don't know why the, why the lawyers had to point it out, but it's actually made me think, I need a lawyer. I want a lawyer with me, you know, so I can turn up to court and the lawyer can say, sorry, sir, he'd had five coffees and after no sleep due to a baby. That's why he, in the middle of a meeting, yelled, hurry up, cunt. Yeah, I, I mean, there's, there is an argument out there to state that all this stuff puts you in character. <laughs> Are you one of those but it reveals your true self? Not a hundred percent of the time, but yeah, yeah. When it when it makes other people look bad, yes. For myself, no, yeah. absolutely not. But um, so uh, so that you know they've had an over the ocean U turn and headed back to Ireland. And shout, tell you what, Shannon Airport that comes up a lot. That they must mm. have just a runway for fuckheads, just with. Heaps of cops waiting at the end of it for people just like this. You know, there's another one. Every day. Is it a cold barley? Is Shannon just cold barley? Is that they've got that separate runway where you can just land those shitty... No. <laughs> <laughs> your diverted Ryanair types? Yeah, there you go. Land on this one. It's literally a diversion. It's not a, it's not a tourist destination. Shannon, as uh, Jenny found out in an €89-a-night uh, hotel, despite being one of the better... Uh, rated on TripAdvisor hotels, didn't have a spa, so that was another cause for distress in the Lorenz. Did she family. have to pay, or did she just hand over a bit of that bespoke jewellery and they gave her three nights? I th- the trade-off. <laughs> I th- <laughs> bit of a barter system. 
I think her high high powered lawyer team that flew in, especially, I think they just got a, you know, probably took out the whole thing, just bought it, and stayed there. <laughs> um, so you know this when when she was taken off the plane, I believe you know what's going, what happened then. Yeah, well, uh, taken off the plane in Shannon in Ireland, and uh, the the case, her case was heard in a very odd spot. West away to a makeshift courtroom for her arraignment in the most unusual settings, a pub of all places, because there were no courthouses in the area. A pub, and not any pub, yeah. the Brian Boru pub. Oh, but like pre that though, like just before the Brian Boru, she was taken off the plane and she, <laughs> she was confused as to where she was. That's how. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She, and, uh, she thought she was still in Barcelona. <laughs> Fuck me, that's some strong bloody Marys. Well, yeah, you know, I've, you know what? I've had a lot to drink. Though. I've had a lot to drink in Spain and Ireland, and I've never left where I was drinking and thought I was in the other one. Well, they are. Yeah, quite obviously, different. her her eyesight was uh, acting up a bit from the medication. <laughs> the medication. You have a look at the locals, <laughs> and they're very very different. Um, <laughs> she's confused though. I mean, like she she asked them to speak English. The police that were arresting her. No good. When in reality it was just some good old fashioned fucking Irish gobbledygook, not another language <laughs> at all. Um, <laughs> but I she... tried to learn Gaelic on Duolingo. I got one oh, lesson man. in. Thought yeah. fuck this. That's enough. Cute and everything. Yeah. Pretty fucking useless. Um, she's had to spend the night at the local Garda station, and I'm hoping in a holding yep. cell with a bunch of fucking regular drunk tank types. Just she's head to toe in Ralph Lauren autumn collection, and they're all singing. You know, you're handsome, you're pretty, <laughs> fucking, still drinking in the drunk tank. Oh, that would be a nice Just scene, but it didn't mention anything about that. Asking but, if she can move the clearly concreted into the ground toilet for a bit of feng shui. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> Wonder what they do about feng shui when uh, you're stuck with the toilet <laughs> facing the crowd. You know, it goes against everything they believe in. So. <laughs> Not that happens there. Um, but as you mentioned, due to an overcrowded court system, the hearing took place in Brian Boru on the hill, in the function room of Brian Boru on the hill. What a time. <laughs> Brian Boru. Well, Brian Boru on the hill, when I saw the name of that pub um, and it said birthdays and christenings are held there in the description of the pub, yeah. which I thought, what a beautiful spiritual place. <laughs> the, the the underground meeting room at Brian Boru Pub <laughs> yeah. for a child to be christened. Oh. But I'm like, why is it called Brian Boru? I had no idea. So I looked it up and it turned out Brian Boru was one of the kings of Ireland. That sounds important. Yeah, he's very important. And at the time, uh, so he's sort of 11th century. Um, like he did all right as well. He lived 1941 to 1014. But he reigned in that, in that second century of course in the in the 11th century there but that's 70 that's 73 yeah 70 73 years he's done well there he's i didn't he's done well than a lot of irish now i didn't know there were any brian's in the year 1000 <laughs> king brian does have a particular ring oh, to it fucking great king, king brian but i said he was one of the kings um with a population at the time of under Half a million people. Ireland had over 150 kings. Right. That so, is... A lot of drunk people. And they've still actually... I don't know if you know this, Heggy. They've still got kings today. And one of their kings actually uh, 
in 2015 at a press conference in Dublin, there was another warrior from the faraway land of Brazil who, uh, <laughs> through his interpreter, claimed that he was the king. And it kicked off in front of uh, thousands of angry Irish people. This is what happened. This is the interpreter first. I came here. I'm the king of Dublin. When I got here, it was rainy, but I brought the sun with me. That's Jose Aldo, UFC featherweight champ at the time. Yep. Through his interpreter, he said, I'm the king of Dublin. And the crowd started chanting, who are you? Who are you? Because, of course, they've got lots and lots of kings. He yeah. wants to be one of the new ones. And then my best friend, the man himself, had this to say. <laughs> He then went, uh, he just kept repeating, I'm the King of Dublin, you're looking at the King of Dublin, and then stood up and took Jose Aldo's belt in front of the crowd and held it up in front of everyone. All right. The crowd went wild. So there are still kings today. Yes. Isn't that nice? Nice little history lesson there for you, mate, just in case you're not keeping up with Irish royalty. I mean, it's almost as if it's it's the olden days still, <laughs> with that exact fucking little bit of uh, repartee between two kings <laughs> battling on the hill. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this this particular uh, court case, it took case in uh, in County Tipperary, which by all accounts is a long way from anywhere, but yep. more, more precisely in, in Ballina. Ballina was the area where the Brian Boru, not to be confused with the far north coast, New South Wales, may as well be Queensland, town of the same name, home to more mobility scooters per capita than anywhere in the world. Not that Ballina. <laughs> yep. This is the authentic original Ballina in Tipperary. So, um, are they are they sister cities? Perhaps I thought Ballina was your hippy dippy types, or is that Byron? That's Byron. That's more Byron. Yeah. Oh, okay. But they share an airport. Oh yeah, Ballina's where the airport is, and fair enough. But it, it's a, like it's an authentic Irish pub. You, you check out the photos. It makes faux ones look like they've done a bloody good job. So this isn't this isn't one of those ones that's come out of a shipping container. Did I ever tell you about that? There's a great podcast that that talks about this company that figured out the exact specifications of what makes an Irish pub an Irish pub and they just send out shipping containers. So a flat pack. The company will call up a flat pack Irish pub. Sick. I went to one in Singapore. I watched some fights there in the middle of last year when I was on holiday with my family. I left them. What is it? Like the it's a very commendable by the way, but um yeah. <laughs> what what is it? Just the interior fittings, a couple of fucking hurling sticks and uh <laughs> Well, there's some there's something about uh, you've got to be able to see taps from any any point in the bar, and then there's different booths and whatever. So you just turn up and go, the place I've leased or the place I've bought is this by this. So you give them the size, and they go, we've got the flat pack Irish experience. It's for not you. They're not made in Ireland, are they? Doesn't sound like the sort of oh, thing yeah. the Irish would make. But you can definitely tell a flat pack Irish pub, yeah, especially when it's in a brand new shopping centre. And you come in and shopping, shopping it's 300 years some of, of the best pubs I've ever in this Westfield. <laughs> if you can't park a trolley and go and have a beer, I don't think I want to have a beer. There's one in Brisbane I've been to specifically for a laugh. Just like middle of the day, right next to the food court. There's gigs there. I think there's there was. A, there's an open mic there. Yeah. Oh, right. Maybe it may be still there. I've yeah. not done it. Yeah, fucking brilliant. Which the two the two times I've been in there, the social distancing measures wouldn't have closed it down. There was fuck all people in a large cavernous space. So, 
can't blame that's, Corona. Uh, that's a lot of the gigs I do. In fact, uh, <laughs> this this thing's not going to affect me. If, if they, you know, ease restrictions very very slightly, I'm straight back to what I was doing. Um, but this one, like it, it's it's got like that pebble dashed exterior with the straps across it. It's it's fucking weird. Um, plenty of tacky paraphernalia inside, of course, and uh, you know, it's it's. From what I can gather, I've, I've read a bit about a Donovan's Bar at the Brian Boru, and um, what I can see, they don't mind Michael and Maraid, uh, the hosts, they don't mind loading up the Sunday roast with a bit of extra gravy. Patty's fucking love gravy, and they've uh, catered to the market there. Reminds them of being in the womb. So Michael and Maraid, pretty good job there. <laughs> Things took a bit of a turn. The TripAdvisor reviews read quite well, and on the whole, and as you've started time and again, that I mean, they don't just let any old fucker with an internet connection leave. A review on something <laughs> so um mate i i just found that there's a brian boru hotel here in bendigo victoria oh we're gonna have to go i might have to break my no year of drinking to fucking have a pint of carlton draft there oh, i think you know year of drinking is going to continue without you having much for saying it um <laughs> so so this uh these are the things i've gathered from the TripAdvisor reviews about the brian boru there's no real vegetarian options. That's in 2019. This one was written. It's nice to know there's still places in the world telling vegos to fuck off home and eat a carrot. You don't see that much anymore. <laughs> Everyone's bending hey, over you backwards. Know you know it's vegetarian. Fucking potato wedges. I order those and shut up. Probably not. They probably cook them in pig fat or something. Um, having said that, they do appear to cater quite well for celiacs, and they have well-proportioned oh. drinks. Uh, one of the signature menus on the item is a top-shelf surf and turf. That's not the only good thing about the place. Lucy Pooh 600 had the toasted sandwich with chips and coleslaw, and her friends had the snack basket and loved it. So it's a pretty good place. The snack basket, I reckon, in Ireland is just a pack of the salt and vinegar. Vinegar emptied into a like a wicker bowl. Tato, a pack of the Tatoes. <laughs> yeah. One of, one of those an entree. little baskets that the... You know, like a collection plate for a church, uh, for a priest standing at the end of your fucking row, intimidating you into giving coins as if they need money. Because I know a snack basket here would include maybe two spring rolls, a dimmy. What would be in an Aussie snack basket? I've, Half a handful of chips. I don't think I've maybe ever even fr- looked at what I've been to some. I probably have, but I haven't looked. A snack basket. That's like a pokey den re- meal, no? 100%. There's a money bag. Is that what they're called? Yeah. <laughs> I know what yep. a money bag There's is. There's a money yeah. bag, a party pie. <laughs> well, I'm glad Jesus Lucy Pooh loved it. Yeah, she did. Um, the uh, the floor manager, in response to a reviewer saying the manager spoke to the waitress like a piece of shit, the floor manager, Michael, has backed right off on this person and said, and I quote, thank you for your comments. I'm sorry if I was rude to any person ever, let alone a member of my team. I'm grateful that you brought it to my attention. I would hate that I could be that type of boss and... I can now be more aware of how I speak to all the members of my team. I can assure you that I wasn't aware of how I spoke to her, blah, 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 blah. You notice, if you come back again, you notice a change in my attitude toward the members of my team. Michael, you're fu- what a pussy. Everyone knows. Yeah. You double down when a reviewer challenges you, you fucking yellow belly. I love the places that kick off and go, fuck you, oh. don't come back then. Great. <laughs> I- they get the most business. I mean, I don't make a habit of reading these, but the few t- times I have, I would actively go to a place who said, look, don't come back, you fucking idiot. You're a loser. Yeah. You you were the dork, if anyone is. 
have that. Well, you got to stand up. And also, I reckon uh, that staff member's in for a lot more uh, different bullying tactics now. Because it, it, Michael's written too much back. Absolutely. To, to me, he seems like the silent, angry type. Yeah. He's probably probably Nothing holding the waiter, waitress, like, you know, by the ears or something, making her read that and go, look what you made me do. Things are going to be much worse for you now. I had to apologise to some bastard. Really, it's horrible to read. Um, overall, though, pretty good innovation having uh, court hearings in pubs. What kind of a court clerk or juror wouldn't want to pop out and recess and you know, blow the froth off a couple of pints of tepid Irish beer? I just think they should have a judge rolling around most Friday, Saturday nights at pubs. What, really expedite the, the process? Yeah, just sort it out on the spot. That way you wake up in the morning, you open your, you empty your pockets and you see a few, you know, crunched up TAB tickets. You go, fuck me, yeah. all right, the dogs didn't come through. What else do I have here? Notice to appear. Ah, fuck. Yeah. Ah. And then it's already been filled out. Have appeared <laughs> at the pub judge. <laughs> the pub judge oh, has sort man. them out. Pub judge would be sick. Yeah, I've been maggot enough that if someone said to me, hey, can you just pick up a bunch of rubbish on the way home? Yeah, no worries. Fill up this bag, leave it out the front. Do the, I'll do that. Do the emu parade. Did you have to do that? Yeah. Fucking nightmare. Pick up papers. Yeah, in school. <laughs> pick up papers. That's community service. Go and pick up papers, will you? Here's a grabby hand. Never see it. Um, scrape. Get a spatula and scrape off the, uh, the chewy under the seats. That was a rough one. Oh, Jesus Christ. Get the spitballs off the bricks. Yeah. That sort mm. of thing. Gross. Uh, so yeah. there's already tension well, I... as a result of the 89 mm. euro per night hotel that Jenny was forced to stay in, like I mentioned. But um, <laughs> the um, ashamed Jenny Loren, dressed in a black jumper, burgundy velvet skirt and boots, had her lawyers get rid of the biggest of the three charges, being left with a couple of fuck-alls, totalling 2,000 euros. What do you make of that? Yeah, that, that to me... 2,000 euros, what's that? Three and a half grand, maybe? Three grand? Yep. Aussie dollars to get a whole plane diverted. Like our mate from, what, week four or week five that shit on the drinks cart and smeared it around everywhere. Oh, man. He had to pay for, he had to pay for the entire first-class cabin. He had to pay for their tickets. I mean. Surely three and a half grand, because it costs, I don't know if you saw the cost, the fine that she did dodge was $43,000. Yeah. Dollars. Yeah, almost as if you could just pay it if you've got billions of dollars as opposed to that poor Aussie guy had to pay 60 grand for turning a plane around to Perth because of a curfew thing on the Virgin episode. But um, yeah. he didn't have 60 grand sitting in his pocket. She fucking does. Um, her take on this was, on the whole thing, I stood up to one stewardess who was rude and next thing you know, they're landing the plane. The old <laughs> next thing you know portion of every fucking grub story that harbours some pesky details, doesn't it? <laughs> the legal team flown in, as you said, that said it was out of character for her to act like that, which is the fucking point. If you're going to be abusive on a 24-7 basis, you'll be taken out of life before 41 years old. Of course, it's not your permanent state, but you still fucking yeah. did it. Has she released a follow-up to her book? I'm hoping she has. I can't find it, but I'm I'm sure it is really. Homesick. No. A memoir of family, food, and finding hope. Hopefully, in the near future, we'll get to see Sky Drunk. It's a foggy recollection of boozing in Spain, <laughs> hopping on a flight, and calling out a fat bitch when I see one. <laughs> oh, it's pretty good. Her, um, <laughs> nice ring to it. I like to think this helped her case as well. Her dad, Jerry, uh, submitted a character reference. I've never believed parents when they say that their kids are a good person. They're fucking obligated. You know what you do? Yeah. 
you ask a sibling what's going on. Oh, yes. And the Daily Mail fucking did. Brad Lauren is Jenny's younger restaurateur brother, of course. He said, that seems like Jenny. She can be explosive with her temper. Right. So, I mean, you know, even in adulthood, you're like, I'm going to land my fucking sister in the shit here. I don't care. (laughs) Pretty good. Um, Not a Jenny as well. Because I I assume the designer, Jennifer Lorraine, does not like Jenny. Jenny. Microwave Jenny. Sounds terrible. Um, (laughs) Fucking J-Train does kick off after a few. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jenny has said, look, when they announced the plane was landing due to a passenger, I am ashamed to admit that I did call one stewardess a blonde, fat, unhappy witch. So what do you make of that? She does seem like the type that wouldn't know why it was landing. I wouldn't be surprised. The well, combo no. of the prescription pills and the... Oh, she knew it was going to land, but she said, I didn't... Like, her thing is, I didn't say bitch, I said witch. Oh. Like, who's... Well, who's... fuck, fire up those jet engines again. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Abort the landing. <laughs> 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 Get the brooms out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it was a W, not a B. What's fucking, a, we can continue. What a fucking childish defense. No, no one's put this. One thing I've noticed through all cool. this, no one's put their hand up and go, yeah, I was a fuckwit. Like, not, well, there'll be a few. Not many just put their hand up and go, yeah, yeah. I'm a dickhead. Saying that, look, mm. I said witch, not bitch. What a fu- That is so childish. It's amazing. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, yeah. right, one of my brothers. If, you get, if they're going to land and you know where it's going, you start saying worse, oh, I reckon. Absolutely. Double down. You know it's going to end up in the paper. Don't end up looking like this person. Fuck yeah. I you actually said which. Cool. Yeah. When I was a kid, <laughs> one of my brothers said to another brother, fuck up. And this was big news. Like yeah. This was, we were little. And he said, fuck up. And he got out of it by saying, no, I said, buck up. I didn't say fuck right. up. I said, Gunner. buck up. I'm all like, bullshit, you did. Gunner from Tonga style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one says buck up, grow up. Yeah. But so uh, yeah, got out of it, and pretty good. <laughs> just on just on uh, good vocabulary. Oh, you know what that means. Good on you, mate. You're out of this trouble. Well, well, you think that um, you think that the difference between witch and bitch may not seem like a lot and seems childish to bring up, but in in Jennifer's case, it has knocked a cheeky forty thousand dollars off the fine. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not bad. I wonder like, how many high-priced lawyers came up with that. Yes, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll yeah. mitigate this. There's too many news stories out there. That you've, you've definitely said something. But uh, yeah. let's call it a really outdated um, insult instead of one that's just used in PG shit all the time anyway. Yeah, Mr. Cody did use the word cunts, but he insists that it was with a K and there was a Z on the end. He was trying to make it cool. <laughs> I'd quite like to see a news article with that written in it. it just cuns. I just, yeah. <laughs> what up, cuns? On your way into a courtroom. Um, well, the, the king himself, you talk, they are pretty lenient in, uh, in these Irish courts. Uh, the king, who we spoke about before, King Conor McGregor. Yeah. Uh, he, maybe 18 months, two years ago, um, 
he got fined a thousand euros, I believe. Um, for some sort, of, I think it was speeding or um, yeah, there was some sort of charge. I forget what the exact charge was. He got yeah a thousand euro for speeding, um, and he was banned for driving for a few for a few months for doing ninety five miles an hour, one hundred and fifty four k an hour, in a hundred k zone. But at one point, uh, the judge, the judge had to ask, or the judge was listing off the money that he made in the last year and said, "I believe in the last year you made one hundred and twenty million euro." And yep. King Conor McGregor said, "It was a lot more than that, Your Honour." And started laughing, and then even after being having his license suspended and being fined for the speeding, hopped in a Lamborghini and sped away from the courthouse. Nice. I like. I mean, I like the cut um, of his jib. But uh, <laughs> the judge have the wherewithal to just call the tax office immediately. Yeah, have a look at this. <laughs> like, there's 120 we know of, but he's just gone on the record saying he made much more than that, like a fucking pikey. Let's well, have as, some. As you tell me that, as you tell me the day that uh, he flew to New York and threw a dolly through a bus window. Yeah. You said, uh, when you give a pikey 150 million dollars, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. I think maybe the judge has let him off with that. Life is going to sort him out. Well, it does. <laughs> you give all that money to those, it just comes back to the people who had the money in the first place. Every fucking yeah, time. These, these Loren types. Absolutely. They're straight That's back what shits it. me. She's still selling her $300 bespoke. What was the other word that's used to describe her jewellery? Oh, Bohemian. Bespoke? It's a Bohemian jewellery line. Ah, uh, Bohemian. Yeah, Bohemian. Oh, fucking hell. Santa Fe, New Mexico. So um, mm. for me, that's that's Delta Airlines. Uh, fuck, I haven't even got the flight number. January 6, 2014. Mate, what a flight. What a flight. What a person. Jennifer Loren. You reckon, yeah, yeah she's one of these very spiritual people. Oddly enough, the, her biggest spiritual awakening happened at a fucking pub in Shannon Island. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... I don't know. I can't. I can't find anything about them still doing uh, hearings at the Brian Boru or any pub. But um, yeah, I'd like for that to happen. When I get arrested, I'd like for it to be in a pub, not for the hearing. Yeah, feel Obviously, free. the arrest will be in a pub. But um, back to the same pub you got arrested. That'd be good. <laughs> and again, you can feel free to spend, you know, thousands of dollars to go and smoke DMT on the Inca Trail. But I don't think anything wakes you up quite like an international flight being diverted. And the guard are grabbing you by the throat. <laughs> I think that's going to be a much more of an eye-opening experience. Yeah, fucking ayahuasca with a shaman. <laughs> fucking snapping out of your spirituality pretty quickly then, <laughs> as Jenny did. Well, Heggy, thanks once again. Do you have anything to plug? You got your clips, your oh, new stand-up man. clips coming out each week. Fucking even better if you go to the merch yeah. desk. It's uh, I think it's the merchdesk.com.au. It's a, it's just look up, just fucking Google the merch desk like I have to. Australia. I'm, I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do it now just so we get this thing out properly. The Merch Desk Australia. Yep, yeah. the merchdesk.com.au. Yeah, the fucking super initiative where uh, my new T-shirt line is up. Get out. And uh, there's zero stock, so it's made to order. Keeps costs down. And uh, it's, a, it's a website that these blokes put on for free, and it's fucking ace. By, uh, by, by made to order, do you mean bespoke? I very much mean actually textbook <laughs> bespoke. And by the way, I asked for this not to happen, 
but there's a 5XL option, and I'll be fucking disappointed if I see on the sales sheet that I've sold a 5XL. I think I made myself clear on that. (laughs) I'm buying one right now. Don't buy a 5XL. There's four different designs, uh, all very good. Um, No, it looks like when your girlfriend wears your T-shirt. That's how I'm going to get around in a 5XL. (laughs) I could put gridiron pads under it. Uh, Some of the T-shirts available on the website now. So you go to merchdesk.com.au. Search Luke Heggie. You've got an anything is possible. Yep. Cotton tea, rough diamante tea, sandwich artist. Yeah. Pocket print. Yeah. And then a tip rat, a tip rat big, which has just got tip rat and a large tip rat on it. Yeah. The international listeners. I'm getting a lot of messages. I've told them to hit you up. Any tip rat related questions? Oh, okay. There's a, yeah, no problem. There's a phrase that you have have. Reintroduced. I hadn't heard Tip Rat in a long, long time. All oh, right, but now I've just got to fucking. I've got to translate it for these pricks. Have got... What I also love too is getting messages from listeners asking if they're bogan, if they're a bogan. It happened a lot when uh, the clip of mine from the comedy festival gala last year came out. I was speaking about my staffy. Yeah. A lot of people from overseas go, "Hey, this is the dog that we've got. This is her name. These are our names. Are we bogan?" And I believe this podcast is. Uh, bringing up similar feelings in a lot of overseas listeners, I which think is if, nice. It's always good to check in I think in if you, if you think you to ask that, you're probably not one. Like, Bogans don't yeah. fucking worry about it. They're just getting on with life, yeah. having a good time. Thanks for listening. That's another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Hope you enjoyed it. Follow us online. You know all the spots. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 